Hello friends, welcome to the SOS Podcast. I'm your host Carl. Thanks for joining me again this week. If you're new to the channel, thanks for tuning in. I hope you stick around. This week I want to ask a question before I read the scriptures. What does this Christian life look like? If you or I want to be someone who is righteous, who obeys the Lord, and walks in faith, and walks faithfully, what does this Christian life look like? I ask this question because, well, is it because I like to drive myself crazy with questions that don't have concrete, singular answers? Is it because I like to drive you crazy with those questions? I think for me it's because I think about stuff like this all the time. When I look at my life, when I look at where I've come from, where I'm at, where I hope to go, I ask God, I say, what does my Christian walk look like? What's it supposed to be? There are some general fundamentals that come with following Christ. I mentioned obedience, faithfulness, godliness, developing righteousness, being part of the church, being united with the church body. But practically, what does the everyday, day-to-day, Monday morning, Thursday afternoon for a Christian look like? Or what's it supposed to look like? As much as we try not to judge others, we try not to judge books by their covers, although anyone who's been to a bookstore or tried to find a book online knows, you certainly judge a book by its cover. But when it comes to people, as much as we try not to do that, do we have our own ideas of what a normal Christian life looks like? And does that interfere with our developing relationships with good, godly, holy people just because they don't look the way we think they're supposed to look? If you will, turn with me to Matthew chapter 3, and I'll start reading in verse 1. We're going to read about John the Baptist. It says, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem and all Judea, and the whole region of Jordan. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. So let's take a look at this John the Baptist. A man of God, the one who was called by God to usher in Christ, to introduce him, to say, the Lord is coming, he is here. The one who actually got to baptize Jesus, the Son, in the presence of the Father and the Spirit. All three manifest in one place. So this is a holy man. Who would not have loved to have that job? Who would not have loved to be born with that calling? But let's look at John. Is he the picture of success to us? Now, before we answer that, of course we live differently today than how people lived back in the time of Jesus. Even if you lived in this same place, if you lived in Israel today, you would not be living as John the Baptist lived, as Jesus lived. Life has advanced. Yet, even for that time, John's life was pretty unique. He wasn't doing what everyone else was doing. We know from Luke chapter 1 that his father was a priest. I don't know if there would have been expectations for John to follow in his father's footsteps back then, 
or expectations for him to do something else but something specific because his father was a priest. What I do know is that he lived like a wild man, in the wild, in the wilderness. The man didn't wear a proper cloak, he didn't have a proper robe, he wore a dress shirt type thing, we'll call it a tunic, made of animal hair. That's weird, even for then, that's weird. That tunic dress thing was closed with a belt that was just made of leather, animal hide. From what we know of him, he lived off locusts and honey, and unless he had some strange dietary restrictions, I'm gonna assume he lived that way because he couldn't afford to live otherwise. We don't know of any gainful employment that he had. The scriptures don't tell us of a vocation of any kind. When we see John the Baptist introduced, he is doing his job. But what is that job? His job is to usher in the Lord and to lead people to repentance in preparation for Messiah coming. Now John was doing what God would have him do. And he ended up fighting with the religious leaders of that time, being taken captive by the king. And at the end, he was beheaded. So he went from being a wild, nomadic, seemingly crazy guy in the wilderness, wearing clothes made out of camel's hair, eating locusts and honey, proclaiming repentance to anybody he could find, single-minded in his work, defiant to the end, and he got his head cut off. The question is whether John's life is what we imagine when we try to picture the good Christian life what that looks like. Now, of course, we live differently today, but we still certainly have societal norms, what people expect. For example, there might be an expectation that when someone gets to a certain age, they find someone, fall in love, get married, have kids, and the cycle continues. For a lot of people, they certainly have that expectation of themselves growing up, and they see that that's what life ultimately will become. There is a structure to things. So what if you're one of those people who lives that life and you're responsible and you have a decent job and you live in a nice place and all your friends go to your church and you all have decent jobs and live in nice places and the expectation is when you reach a certain age, you're in a certain place. You have your family, you have your work, you have your home. What happens when someone like John the Baptist shows up? Do you see him and say, wow, this is a guy living for the Lord. This is someone who's got his stuff together. Or do you say, what is wrong with this wild, crazy man? Because John didn't have a job to speak of or property to speak of, any possessions to speak of. I bet if I asked a hundred people to look at what we know of his physical circumstances, they would say, mm, doesn't look like a blessed man. But we know how blessed he was. The job he was given, the responsibility he was given, the way that he died for the Lord, he was so blessed. But is that the picture we see or is that the perception we have of him based on what the Bible describes? And how does that inform the way that we live our lives today or how we view others in the church? I think we might have a tendency to blur what the 
biblical spiritual requirements or expectations are for a Christian and what society's expectations are for someone who just manages life well. I used to go to a young adult service years ago when I first started studying the Bible. And I had a friend, and that friend had a friend, and that friend had a cousin. So we'll say that my friend was guy number one, and that cousin of a friend was guy number two. And I remember guy number one seemingly had his ducks in a row. He had a decent job. When he was in his early 20s, he met his wife. They got married. He moved out of the nest. They bought a house. And the rest is history. They've got kids, spent time being a worship leader, has done that off and on, active in the church. That's guy number one. Guy number two, also, from what I know, good Christian guy, has done missions, but has not followed the same trajectory in life. He, in his 30s, still lives at home. The jobs he's had when not doing missionary work have been lower paying jobs, some in retail, some in the restaurant industry. And so we see two people who, from what I know, want to please the Lord, but their lives have gone in very different directions. And I remember early on having a conversation with guy number one, and the subject of guy number two came up. And guy number one said, Oh him, he's a waste of space, he's a deadbeat. And I didn't really know why he said that. I didn't know the guy well enough to make any kind of judgment like that. But eventually, it clicked for me. Guy number one saw that life was supposed to work a certain way. And to be a good Christian man, you do certain things and you get to a certain place. And when he saw the life of guy number two, he thought, what a waste. You don't have all these things you're supposed to have. You're not doing all these things you're supposed to do. But the truth of the matter is, those things were not necessarily any spiritual measurement of the man. Whether guy number two ever got a good paying job, ever could afford to leave his parents' house, ever did more professionally than serve others. Maybe he always is going to spend his life doing ministry, missions, things, part-time here and there, and then always coming back home. Is that bad? Is that wrong? Is there something incomplete about this man's life? Can I judge that? Can I know that? Do I know what his calling is? I ask these questions because we can be very hard on ourselves. I know that I can be very hard on myself. If anyone has unreal expectations of me, it's me. But the ultimate question is whether we are doing what God would have us do. And that can look so different than what we want, so different than what we expect, and so different than what others are doing. You might live the life of David and end up kingly with riches and blessed, having a son who is the wisest in the land. You might end up living a life like John the Baptist, bare bones, sacrificial, leaving nothing for the world other than what you contributed spiritually. Let's try to have expectations of godliness, of faithfulness, of living the miraculous lives God would have us live, and maybe put a stop to the expectations there. And let's seek God for what this life should look like for each of us. Father God, we thank you that you bring us here. You made us with a purpose, with a plan. Father, no one is an accident. And God, we ask, Lord, that you would help us to be focused on what you would have us do, how you would have us live, 
and that all these other things, whether it's society's expectations or our own expectations, God, we would be able to put them aside and just focus on your leading, your prompting, and obeying that, God. Whether you would have us live in abundance or in need, Father God, whether you would have us live what looks like the normal life or something totally strange and different, but that still blesses you. Father, we ask that you make our hearts at peace with that. Father, we love you, and we can't wait to see you face to face. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Good day, and God bless. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of the Sold Out Soul podcast. If you would like to sow financially into the work that we're doing here, please visit soulsrestoredministries.org and click the donate button.